Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Wow, I am pumped up. I'm in a good mood. I feel good. It's a Saturday, 30th day of December. My Wildcats up my uh, nine over. Uh, check that up by 11 over Arizona State in basketball with about four minutes left. It, it's a glorious day. Isn't it, isn't it funny how I'm so much in a better mood when my team is winning than when I come on the air, my team is getting their butt kicked. It's been a long year for me. I, I can't wait for 2018. It, it's been a bad sports year with my Mets and, oh, my goodness, man, uh, my Giants, my Dolphins. It's, it's been horrible. Matter of fact, Arizona by 12. This, this game's in the – I'll walk from Vermont to Los Angeles to our L.A. studios if my Wildcats lose this game. How about, how about that, guys? Are you rolling tape on that? Are you rolling tape on that? The crew's all here. Bobo's there. Eminem, Mike Myers is there. You heard the Sager. And, of course, lots going on on this day. If you want to go ahead and jump on in, let me tell you how to get him. Real simple. I should be getting tweets tonight. 
like I'm giving away $100 bills. That, that's how many tweets I should get tonight at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N. Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. But if that's not good enough for you, if you're like, no, 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 not, not, not today. Not today. Tonight, I've got to do it the old-fashioned way. I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to speak to this knucklehead. Well, then you do it this way, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. If you want to get it, I I was just kidding about walking to L.A. As I look up and now it's only an eight-point lead. I I was just joking about that part. Don't don't hold me to that. All right, Uh, Pete Futek will join us in about 15 minutes uh, from now, about 20 past the hour from collegefootballnews.com. We'll get you ready for the championship uh, games or the semifinal games on Monday. And a few other things I want to talk about, like Sam Darnold, the quarterback rankings, Lamar Jackson, uh, as game today. So we'll get to all that coming up with Pete Futek, the Sager. We'll wrap up the night in sports. I'll keep you updated on what's going on in that Wisconsin game. Vegas runner joining us in hour number two. And, of course, you'll get my pick. So busy, busy night. Um, let me start with this. I, I'm just kind of curious because we do have a lot of college football to get to, but I, I'm, I'm kind of curious on this one. Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we get ready for a lot of football tomorrow, and I'm, I'm pumped up about the NFL Week 17. That's the way it should be. Seven games in the morning. Nine games in the afternoon, no late Sunday, no Monday, no baloney teams fighting it out for playoff positioning and all that stuff. That's the way it should be. This is the way, I mean, this is the way football used to be, and this is the way it should be if you want to get the ratings back up. But we'll get to that later on. Let me get to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to be resting Roethlisberger. Uh, they're going to be resting Bell. They're going to be resting a lot of their starters out there. And I was just thinking, what happens if the Jets beat the Patriots? I'm just, I'm just curious. What happens if the Jets beat the Patriots and Pittsburgh has a chance to be the number one seed throughout the playoffs and they end up losing to Cleveland, which would make matters worse since Cleveland is 0-15? How stupid would they look if they lost to Cleveland and the Patriots also lost, and they blew a chance to be the number one seed. Am I, am I the only person that thinks like that? Is everybody okay with Pittsburgh resting their players? Is everybody okay with that? I don't understand. I, I, I feel like I'm a knucklehead, like I'm the only person bringing this up. Everybody's like, where's my producer, Mike Myers? Eminem, didn't, did you tell me there was like 0% chance that, uh, that they were going to go ahead and, and, and lose to the Jets? Like zero? I mean, unbelievable. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on here. I mean, why? And, and they're going to be the number two seed, right? They're going to be the number two seed. So my question is this. If you're going to go ahead and get the bye week, why rest your players? Why go ahead and, and, and do something like that when you're going to go and get the bye week anyway and you're going to get a week off? Jeez, I hope so badly, so badly. That that the Jets win. But everybody's saying there's no way, no how. I don't know. You guys bet your life on that? You guys ready to go ahead and say that? Because I'm not so sure. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a long shot. I'm not so sure I'm going to go ahead and take that chance, though. Unbelievable. I don't know how you can go ahead and, and do that. So if you want to comment on that, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N. 
Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. If you want to get in, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, if you want to go ahead and get on in. A couple of other things I want to get into, the obviously, the semifinal games. Uh, that are coming up on January 1st. Before I give you my official picks, I think where most of you know where I stand on that anyway. Um, why is the second game starting at 8.45 Eastern, which probably means, what, like 9 o'clock Eastern? Is, is that insane? I'm on the East Coast. People have to go to work on Tuesday. Why would you go ahead and, and do something like that? Because you know it's not going to end until like 12.30, and then people are going to wonder, hey, you know, why are the ratings down? You know, why? Well, because you're starting it at like 9 o'clock. You're starting it so late. That's the reason why. I mean, geez, it's going to end up 1230. People got to go to work on Tuesday. It's. I know you don't care on the West Coast because it starts, what, 6 o'clock your time, finishes at 9. That's a great way to wrap up your holiday watching semifinal action for crying out loud. But I got to tell you, after midnight, 1230, we got to be at work on Tuesday. So not not very happy about that. I you know I've never seen we've had a problem with this with the semifinals before a couple of years ago when we had it on New Year's Eve. I'm saying to myself, and the ratings were horrible. All right, it's like we we don't learn from our mistakes. Okay, we're not going to have it on uh, New Year's Eve, but if you're going to have it on the first, don't have it so late. You know, people get back from their travels. Uh, they want to go ahead and, and sit down and watch the game, but they don't want to watch it so late at night. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that feels like that. I know we have a lot of East Coast listeners, but that, I think that's insane. So, uh, again, Stink of Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number 1, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, if uh, you want to go ahead and jump on in. Uh, I, I love Alabama over Clemson. Absolutely love them. Um, look, Clemson, everybody goes, well, Clemson's, you know, got that pretty good defense. They've got a great running game. You know, Alabama's not so great against stopping the run. Uh, what? Are, are you serious, man? Are you, are you serious? We're going we're gonna to start questioning that Alabama defense all of a sudden? We're going to start questioning if they're able to go ahead and beat a team like Clemson? Look, all the respect for Clemson, okay? I got all the respect for Clemson out there. But come on now, Alabama, with their one loss, everybody's just kind of leaving them for dead. Well, they didn't win their half of the division. They didn't go to the SEC championship. They didn't do this. It's not as good of an Alabama team. Alabama's going to come out. You know Nick Saban's going to get this team so right, so fired up. I don't think it's going to be close. I got it 37-16, Alabama, and they pull away because they do it defensively. I don't think Clemson's going to be able to figure this out any which way. You know I was just kidding when I said I would walk to Los Angeles if my Arizona Wildcats lost in 76-73 with 2.14 left. I don't know how you blow a a 12-point lead. It's like every time I'm on the air, my team's on the air, and they're falling apart. I'm on 11 o'clock at night Eastern, and... And 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 they're falling apart. I jeez, I hate, I hate this. It's like every time I come on, I got to watch my team just get destroyed. Anyway, I'll keep you updated on that. But anyway, back to the game. I'm all over Alabama over Clemson. 
Uh, I don't even think it will be close. I say a three-touchdown win, and you'll see Clemson, or excuse me, Alabama, really flex their muscle and show everybody why uh, you should not go ahead and sleep on them anymore, and they're not the forgotten team out there. So uh, I'm going to take Alabama in that one. And Oklahoma and Georgia, you know, I'm surprised. You know, oh, Baker Mayfield, he's sick, he's this, he's that. I don't like him. I did that. Let me tell you something. This Oklahoma team's for real. Don't think I haven't watched them all year long because of my partner on Sundays, Chris Plank, who does the sideline reporting for Oklahoma. He's out in Los Angeles right now. I've had to root against them every game for crying out loud. I think I've seen every play of, of Oklahoma football, and that's a team I have no, uh, no dog in the fight for, per se. But I do know this. Baker Mayfield may be, and I can't believe I'm saying this, just as good or even better than maybe a Josh Rosen or a Sam Darnold. For some reason, we're not putting him in that same crew. For some reason, we have him a notch below those guys. I'm not sure why, because all he does is win. He's got good arm strength. And I think the reason why people have him down a notch is because of his attitude, and he's just not a likable guy. So I'm going to get to that later on. I'm going to talk to Pete Futak about that. But anyway, I got Oklahoma winning, and I got them beating Georgia. This is going to be a good one. It's going to come down to a last-second field goal uh, with Oklahoma winning 34-31. Going to be a little bit of a shootout. That means it's going to be Oklahoma and Alabama uh, in the NCAA final. So I think that's going to be good. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of text. If you want to go ahead and do it on Stinkin' Genius 1. Arnie, I think you're overthinking this. If the Jets win, it's a lesson learned. No one to hold accountable other than the decision makers. No, no. What, what, I, don't, what, I don't even know what that means. What, what, what does that mean? You have nobody to hold but the decision makers. You, you can't do that. You you, you can't even come up. You can't. You have to say, hey, you got to get out there. You have a, they have a bye week. What do they need? Two weeks off now? You, 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 they better be ready to play. If, if their game is close and they see that the Patriots are losing, I tell Roethlisberger and everybody else, you better get out there, grab your helmets, and start playing. Can you imagine? They could have the number one seed. They let it slip through the window, uh, through their fingers. Because as it is right now, they're not going to beat the Patriots. They couldn't beat the Patriots in Pittsburgh. What makes you think they're going to go ahead and beat them in Boston? Slim and none. And Slim's going out the door real fast. I promise you that. There's no way they're going to be able to do it. Especially in the wintertime with the bad weather. And don't give me the baloney about Pittsburgh playing in bad weather. The Patriots in bad weather, almost unbeatable at home. I had a stat on them just the other day when I was filling in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. I think they're like 42-10. and 10. Brady's 42-10 and 10 at home when kickoff is like 34 degrees or less. Tell me you want to go against something like that. And I'm not even a Patriot fan. And I got to see that baloney. All right, lots to get to. Stick a genius one. S-T-I-N-K-I-N. Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S-N, the number one, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Pete Futek coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does it mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports 
Radio. Great night to be on the air. Great sports talk radio night on a Saturday, 30th day of December. We go to the uh, Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, you can check him out at collegefootballnews.com. That's collegefootballnews.com. You can also tweet him at Pete Futek, F-I-U-T-A-K. Pete, how about my Pac-12? Boy, they've been looking good, huh, my friend? Wow, it's not been a good run for this conference, and it's it's rough. I mean, you know, that 1-8 and eight is just going to be tattooed on this conference for the next 330 to 40 days or so because, you know, you can tell you want about bowl games don't matter and, you know, they're just exhibitions and all that. Perception matters. You know, it just does. I mean, there's a reason why Ohio State didn't get in the college football playoff and part of it is that they got housed last year. You know, the last memory people have is that, you know, performance against uh, Clemson in the the Fiesta Bowl and, you know, if you're the Pac-12 and you're looking for the benefit of the doubt, you know how social media is going to react every time when you're going against the you know the SECs and Big Tens of the world is that you know until they can prove it again they're just not going to get a break so what does that mean they were overrated this year I mean based on the white you know because there were well, some I think games properly rated I just don't think that they were any good I mean I, I thought that USC was kind of overrated from the start you know UCLA never had a defense you know, and so where's the stars? I mean, you know, Stanford was just okay. You know, Washington didn't play anybody. You know, so where were the, you know, where were the big moments from this conference? Now, that's not to say it can't be a whole lot better pretty soon. Uh, I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, with Chip Kelly coming in, all of a sudden, you know, you got to, you know, this thing's going to, you know, boost up a little bit. But you're losing Sam Darnold. You're losing Josh Rosen. Yeah. You know, you're losing Luke Falk. You know, there's still Khalil Tate. You know, there's still Jake Brown. There's still a lot of star power there. And, again, let's see what Chip Kelly does uh, with UCLA. Uh, but, yeah, for this conference, it's it's been a rough run. No, you're well. You are right about that. But then I'll ask you this: Then, since they're one and eight, NFL teams won't say, "Well, maybe we should reevaluate Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold because they played in a conference that was one and eight in bowl games." Their luster won't lose any star power there. Nah, they're not going to do. They don't do that. But yeah. it's really more just about the you know the teams in general and just you know it's you know unfortunately they kind of ran into the Big Ten this year and part part of the reason that you know the Big Ten. You know, it's not getting a, you know, a team in the college football playoff. Well, look at how the pecking order just, you know, went out. So, you know, take, you know, let's say Ohio State had made it in, you know, move Wisconsin up, move Penn State up. You had different, uh, different matchups, but still Arizona, I'm sorry, Arnie, but Arizona no. losing to Purdue. I mean, no. you, you don't, you, you don't. I, I got. I got to say something about that. Now that you bring that up, you know, did you see the play right before the half when when Purdue goes to take a knee and the officials tell Arizona, "Don't hit him, back off, back off." Uh, they're taking a knee, and next thing they do, they do the, they do the trick play, and they run it to like fifty yards. What what the heck is that there? Coach him better, Richrod. Hey, no, no. Balls, ball, you know, you, you do what you gotta do. You have to say you're Purdue, man. It's not, you know, you want to do a, you know, it's it's it, it is a little low rent. You know, but hey, it's all all fair in bowl games. You you have to expect everything to happen. Did you see the was it the Missouri player that said that Josh Heupel bailed on them? What did you think about that? Yeah, uh, someone, it, it, yeah. there's no good way to do this, and uh, because of the timing, you know, because that these aren't play like if it's a playoff game, I, I always kind of think that you know the the coaches should hang around in bowl games. You know what? It's it's a business. You, you got you, there's no good way to do this. Josh Heupel's the UCF head coach, 
And to a certain extent, I, Scott Frost is Nebraska yes. head coach. Right, like he's right. he, he's Nebraska's guy. I get it's it's nice. Okay, we, I want to you know finish this out with the kids that I you know, recruited here and worked with and you know sweat and sweat with and all that. But you're, you're the Nebraska coach now, dude. You know, go be Nebraska head coach. I I, I really would love to see how uh, teams really start to use. Uh, the bowl games a little bit better in, in terms of you know thinking about the next year. And I know it's every, it's like oh we got to win the bowl game, we got to win the bowl game. If you're a head coach, like even though SMU for example got rocked, just having uh, just having Tony Dykes on the sidelines to have these guys is just a, a um, you know, a, a really good way to just kind of to get to use it as like another practice. I, I kind of think the new head coach should be out there. You know, forget the interim thing. Just get in there and dive in, no matter how it looks, no matter how it plays, and, and get those extra practices in. Get get to know your team a little bit. Pete Futek, publisher of CollegeFootballNews.com. All right, Pete. Look, I don't want to be fake outrage guy. Matter of fact, it, it takes a lot to get me really all wound up. But I, I got to tell you something. I got a big, big problem. Uh, with Tom Herman, you, you know what was it? The Missouri quarterback. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. That's a low rate. I got a I'm, problem I'm, with that. I, yeah. I, I, I'm really with you on that, and I, I'm not that person who, that, that gets into a twist over things. Right. You know, and I don't want to be, you know, you know, have a hot take and pretend like. Right. But right. I, I, I saw that kind of being a little bit off. Right. You know, I saw. You know, I just if you're a head coach, you got to are men. You know. You, you got to act better than that. It's fine yeah. if the players do it. I'm cool if you know the players want to go around mocking him. You saw Miles Gaskin do that today, today right. when he, you know, his big run doing the you know the Saquon Barkley you know swim move. That's cool. That's kind of fine. Never mind that. But if you're you're right. If you're Tom Herman, you, you, that, that's still a kid out there. You know he's yeah. Drew Locke. Yeah. He's going to be an NFL player. But you know you're still kind of mocking. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't even know. He's probably twenty years old, nineteen, twenty year old kid. Yeah. That's a little bit wrong. So, uh, if you're a head coach, you got to act a little better than that. Yeah, yeah. He's lucky I wasn't the other coach because I think I would have had words with him this at midfield. To be honest with you, I, I don't think I would have tolerated so. Like, like uh, Gundy said, I'm a man. Pick on me or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm yeah. with you, and yeah. you know it's it, it'll be interesting to see how you know the the reaction still goes to the, like the Mark Ricks thing tonight in the Orange Bowl, right. you know, with him grabbing the official, where you know Benny Snow gets kicked out last night, and you know Ricks you know grabs an official tonight, and he's still coaching. Just it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of overreaction there is <laughs> one way or another from the NCAA on how uh, coaches conduct themselves on the sidelines. I love Alabama. I don't know what everybody all of a sudden's forgetting, but one loss in Alabama is all of a sudden you're you're talking like them, like they're not a top twenty-five team. I don't mean you personally, but I I don't know what all this uh, sourness is on Alabama. They didn't beat anybody. Yeah. And, oh, and, here we go. Well, here's here the thing. Go. I mean, I'm with I if them. we're talking, we're, you know, I, it's it's still Alabama. They could absolutely win the national title. Part of the problem is that first of all, they didn't deserve to be in. I mean, based on their resume, basically they got in. Because the college football committee, the playoff committee, just kind of said, well, you're Alabama, so we're going to put you in. But if you look at their body of work, you know, look at what the SEC is doing this, you know, bowl season. It's been all right, not great, uh, but they struggled. You know, Alabama struggled against Texas A&M. It struggled against Mississippi State. It was just okay, you know, throughout a mediocre SEC season. And now yeah, I, I'm just waiting for this to happen and waiting for the, you know, the Ohio Stateers of the world to really kick it in full force. And they already started <laughs> to do it last night. It, when Wisconsin wins this, 
Then all of a sudden, between Michigan State, Penn State, and Wisconsin, at least Penn State and Wisconsin, there's a chance Ohio State will finish the season you know, with two wins over, let's say, top seven teams, oh, possibly even geez. top six, depending yeah. on how things shake out. Uh, you know, maybe it's top seven or eight. Not to mention that you know, USC was number eight in the college football playoff rankings, and Alabama's best win is LSU. So technically, according to the college football playoff rankings, Ohio State's got like four wins, better than anything Alabama's done. Now, that doesn't mean Alabama can't come out and be Alabama. Uh, it just means that it's kind of hard. It, this has not been the team of the last few years. All right, does that mean I was wrong on the Big 12 also? I might as well just go ahead and take Oklahoma, though. i got to tell you, if, if we're, we're going to start ragging on the SEC, I have Oklahoma just winning by a field goal. Maybe I should rethink that. Uh, yeah, you know, again, I'm not going to – the nice part of this college football playoff season is that it, that could absolutely go either way. I, I could absolutely see Oklahoma doing this. I, I'm, I'm a believer in Georgia. I just think this is kind of their year, team of destiny, that whole sort of thing. Uh, I, I, I really like what Georgia's going to do. And I think, you know, one of the keys to this whole thing is that what happens now that these teams have time off to prepare, time off to get a little healthier, time off to get a little better. And I think at this point, hey, you know, if Georgia's going to come out looking like they're a shot out of a cannon. I don't want to put too much in the, you know, Baker Mayfield sick gate here, yeah, you know, what? on this whole flu yeah. thing. Uh, but if that's assuming that there's, you know, it's all up and up, he didn't sound good. I mean, that does not look or sound like a guy, you know, for all his talk, that's ready to play a college football game against a team of the month to prepare for him. All right, let me let me just last question because I I'm just kind of curious where you're on this. Notre Dame came out today. I was it today? I think that said that they're going to have to rethink their schedule, saying that it's it's a, it's a little bit too hard. It is hard. I love it. Um, I love the games every week. If I was a Notre Dame fan, I could see maybe easing it up just a little bit. I don't know where you stand on that, Pete. Yeah, it's it's a hard one for Notre Dame because of the independent thing. I mean, they do have the t- the friends with benefits thing with uh, the ACC. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they do right. have you and know then the some Naval of those automatic built-in yeah. games that they're going to have to play. Uh, but y- it's hard. You know, it's it's hard to you know if you're Notre Dame because you're right. If you're ten and two. You know, it's, 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 that's pretty much it. Whereas if you're in a conference, at least, you know, you have that conference championship argument. There were Ohio State this year had a case to be made, yes. even though they yeah. had two losses. It's harder to do if you're a Notre Dame or a BYU. Yeah, no, we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, that is Pete Futek. You can check him out at collegefootballnews.com. You can also tweet him at Pete Futek. Pete, always a pleasure. Enjoy the weekend. Happy 2018, my friend. Absolutely, always, uh, Mr. Arnie. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Always love having you on. Pete Futek, everybody. Uh, you got to go ahead and check him out at collegefootballnews.com. DeSager, what's going on in the uh, Orange Bowl? It looks like Wisconsin yep. pretty much in charge there. Yeah, and you mentioned the Notre Dame schedule. They do play seemingly Stanford every year and of course USC every year Michigan State and sometimes Michigan but and, and the service gonna, academies yeah service academies and ACC are mixed in there as well so it's not like they're playing 10 ranked teams every year let's oh, not go crazy stop it stop it come on let's be honest their, their schedule's brutal brutal they're gonna it's open not brutal they're gonna open with Michigan next year and then it's Ball State Vanderbilt and Wake Forest Oh, well, maybe they started that early. Then. And they, you know, <laughs> they have other, I mean, they're still going to play Syracuse because they have the ACC and they still have Navy on the schedule. So that's a decent opponent. So I'm, I'm not saying it's not at all hard, but to actually rethink your entire schedule, it's just because they played Georgia this year. I think that's just 
an after effect well, of that. Maybe they want some of those teams that the SEC puts in there, like the Citadel well, and stuff like that. I, I exactly agree why you would think of that, because you get rewarded for playing those November ridiculous <laughs> opponents. By the way, uh, no New Year's Eve for the college football playoff for another couple years, obviously because the Rose Bowl is involved in the semifinal this time around. It's their turn, and the Rose Bowl is always on New Year's. But the next two years, they're going to hold the semifinals a few days before New Year's Eve. They're not going to battle with December 21st That's again. That's better. The next I, couple I, of years. We got it 845. That's 9 o'clock Eastern. It's going to yeah. be over like 1230 Eastern. We I, all got to go to work on Tuesday. I think they are scared by last year's Rose Bowl, the highest scoring ever that went so long. I think it went till 6 Pacific time, the 52-49 type of right. final with the field right. goal at the end. So, uh I don't know. You don't have to say we're going to not start it until 845 Eastern for crying out loud. I'm with you. That is crazy. Wisconsin interception. They are going to wrap up a win at the Orange Bowl in Miami, beating Miami. It's a minute 19 left. 34-24 Wisconsin Badgers in the lead. Alex Hornibrook, the Badgers QB, had three touchdown passes in the second quarter. He's added another one in the fourth. So over 250 yards passing and four TDs, and the Badgers are up 10 late in the game. The Fiesta Bowl went to Penn State over Washington 35-28. Earlier bowl wins for Mississippi State and Iowa State. Hey, Ernie, I heard Arizona basketball won tonight. Yeah, I said if they lost, I was going to walk back to L.A. Yeah, we were rooting for it, but what do you know? (laughs) Wildcats Let's do win at home, beating previously undefeated and number three ranked Arizona State. Yeah. 84-78. Arizona State star Trey Holder had 31 points, but the rest of his team, 19 for 54 shooting from That's the floor. Right. Wildcats take the game. So we have three upsets in the top five today in college basketball. Because number one, Villanova, which was undefeated, yeah, Butler. lost at Butler 101 to 93. Butler shot 60% from the floor. And number five, Texas AM lost at Alabama 79 to 57. Bama from three point range, two for 21. And finally, in the NBA, Golden State got Steph Curry back. He'd missed 11 games with a sprained ankle. In only 26 minutes, he had 38 points. And the Warriors beat Memphis, the worst team in the West, 141 to 128. Curry from three three point range was 10 for 13. The late game's a final at Denver. By the way, let me know yes? if uh, Steve Kerr calls in tonight. Um, not likely. Let me know. You never know. Better, are they on the road? Are they, are they at home? You never know. Better chance of you walking in from Vermont. Wow. Philadelphia won at Denver, 107 102. And it is a final in the Orange Bowl. Wisconsin, 34. 24, and now we await the Monday semifinals. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Yeah, tell my producer, Mike Myers, is he there? Is Eminem there? You make sure... That if uh, Steve Kerr calls, you put him right to the front of the line, okay? Just, okay. Just, I, I've been waiting for that phone call for like a month and a half now. A month and a half, like five I mean, years. Yeah, well, so well I've, only been on, I've only been on the show for so long, so I don't know how long the standing phone line has been open for Steve Kerr. But I'm not blocking the phone lines. I'm just okay, saying, hey, pe- hey people he don't hasn't know. called. Kerr and I went to high school together. Yeah, you've made that very clear, Arnie. Well, in case people don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you have Steve, to keep reminding people that you have Steve an established relationship. Okay. went to college together. I was a better player than him in high school. Just wanted to throw that. I just want, and I'm a better player than him now. I just want to – maybe that's why he doesn't call in. I'm just 
I'm just kind of curious on that. Maybe that's maybe he hears stuff like that so, and says, "I'm." How, how's Dreamland? Wow! No, that actually, that's the truth. No, it, come on. You're gonna tell me you didn't go to school with somebody in like a junior high or high school, and she wasn't very pretty. Next thing you know, she grew up to be like a supermodel or I mean, something like that's that. Everybody. I don't think yeah. that there's not one person alive who went to school with somebody. <laughs> And see them ten years later, and they were like, "Oh my God, you look way different." Yeah, yeah, that, that, well, that's because I, I, I was, uh, I was better than Kerr, and I, I, I gained a few extra pounds. So you know, when I went so to college, if you were better than Kerr, why didn't you go pro? I gained a few extra pounds. That's why I didn't have the determination, the grit. Did the you skill. guys see my video on Twitter of me hitting the three pointer? The one uh, where you actually made Lonzo Ball shot look beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. That's okay. yeah. That's guy. I'm gonna have to post a few more of those. I got uh, a lot of just, lot of hits on that. Just one, for I'm those out there who haven't seen the video, you guys know how Lonzo Ball's form is when he shoots yeah. his three. Uh, mine's uglier. It's it's worse. Uglier, I don't know how that's uglier possible. Uglier is yeah. a compliment. It's yeah, so. it's worse. Well, anyway, keep your eye on the phone line just in case Steve Kerr wants to call in uh-huh. and say hello and, and talk about Arizona. Yeah, you never know. Uh-huh. You know, he's called in before when I've when I've worked uh, in Chicago. He's just called in before. So. We don't have your. We don't have any proof of that. So this is pretty much your word against. That's true. Facts. That's true. Uh, let me throw the number out for the Steve Kerr hotline, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. I, I, I could probably get his number and just call him, but that that take away all the fun of having to beg for him to come on every week. So uh, there Repeat you go. Repeat that statement one more time. Repeat that statement. Having to do what every week? Beg for him to there come on is. every okay. week. There, there we go. Um, what the heck happened to my Pac-12? One in eight in bowl games? I mean, I, I, I'm so embarrassed. It's not even funny. It, it, you know, I look at these bowl games, I say, okay, most of them are, are somewhat meaningless, but when the conference goes one and eight, the, the only thing you could do is look at it and say overrated, and maybe they're not as good as we thought. And then as you heard me talking to the Sager about this, do you think NFL teams, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I, I know some, some college football fans are going to think like this going, well, the Pac-12 is overrated. They're one and eight. Hence, maybe Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, not that good, because they played in the Pac-12. And now we see that the conference is overrated, and they're 1-8 in bowl games. I think, I think that's a reach. I think that's a big reach. As far as I'm concerned, it's still going to be Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, 1-2 uh, or 2-1. I'm still not so sure that Sam Darnold should be the number one pick. And that has nothing to do uh, with the game against Ohio State. Uh, it's just amazing that... You know, you have one average game, and granted, it wasn't his best game. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for Sam Darnold. That's the last thing he needs me to do. Um, and, you know, it's not been the best of years, obviously, for Josh Rosen also. But, you know, you, you guys take one game, you're breaking it down, and all of a sudden the guy's going to slide. That's, that's what I love about these NFL combines when you hear, oh, this guy can't jump as high, or this guy can't do as many squats, or this guy can't lift as much weights. We better drop him down. What about what the guy's done on the football field for the last two, three, four years? Doesn't that count for something? Jeez, you're over-examining it. You're breaking it down too much. You know, when you got the guys breaking down the 40 times, oh, you better run it again. Break down the 40 times, better run it again. No, man, go look at the film. Go look at the tape and tell me how good the guy was. Um... I'm getting a lot of text, so if you want to get it, uh, get it on that stinking genius one. Actually, a lot of tweets. Uh, stinking genius, now that the Wisconsin-Miami game is over, and you're talking films, saw the disaster artist tonight. Fabulous. 
Well, you know, now that the Wisconsin-Miami game's over, remember, I did pick Wisconsin. I told you that Miami was overrated. Nobody's giving me credit on that. That's two in a row now for that one, okay? That's two in a row. Bruce says, I double down what your guest said about Alabama. The SEC doesn't deserve two teams. Alabama played one really good team, Auburn, and uh, God stomped. I'm sure he's putting that in. You've got no argument, Arnie. None. You know what? I'm going to put that down. I'll like that, and I'll retweet that to see what people have got to say. You know, just one thing on that. You know, I love when people look, oh, look who they played, look at the conferences. That's why I brought up what the Pac-12 did, because the Pac-12 won in eight in the bowl games. I'm not so sure you could just look at that, you know, at the end of the year and say, oh, okay, then the whole conference is overrated. Or that they're no good. You can't look at Alabama and say, okay, the SEC is overrated because they, they beat one good team. Maybe it wasn't the best of years for the SEC. But to say that all of a sudden they dropped down and they're still not the best conference, that, that's crazy. That's crazy because to go through what they go through, even when the other teams are not great, to try to go and beat, uh, win on the road like places like Georgia or Auburn or just places like that, it's insane. Even to go to the Mississippi schools and stuff like that. The SEC has got to be the hardest places to win on the road. Granted, the Big Ten is no easy picnic either. I'm sure it's tough to win going to Penn State or Michigan or Michigan State or Iowa even. I understand that. It's tough to win on the road, but to do it in the SEC, it's damn near impossible. And granted, okay, Alabama didn't have the toughest schedule, but you can't just punish them for one loss. You know what? They're going to make up. They're going to make up for everybody doubting them, and that's why I think they're going to clobber Clemson. I don't think Clemson's going to be able to get going offensively. I know people think they've got such a great offense. I think they're gonna. I think Alabama's going to do a good job stopping them. I think Alabama's going to have their defense ready for this one. Everybody's given up on this Alabama defense. I have no idea why. I don't know why. We'll see how it turns out. So uh, another tweet that came in. Somehow the Badgers avoided, and it was yeah the Badgers. Could you imagine if the Badgers would have gotten to this fourteen playoff? Could you imagine had Wisconsin gotten? Okay, they had trouble enough getting rid of Miami, and I didn't think Miami was all that good to begin with also. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm th- I I just pray that that – glad that that didn't happen, and thank goodness it didn't. All right, we're going to come back. We're already going to wrap up hour number one. Insane. Uh, I didn't even get to the Notre Dame topic. I wanted to get to that also, and I wanted to talk more about the big five quarterbacks that could go in the first round. We'll speak to DeSager, though, when we get back. Uh, Stinkin' Genius 1, if you want to send me a tweet, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I'm I'm a little bit confused, actually a little bit embarrassed, too. I guess I should have known this. This is my job, but caught off guard here, so I'll ask DeSager. Did Wisconsin just win the championship? No, that would, no, it was the Orange Bowl. Thank you. <laughs> no, I just the way they're celebrating. I, I thought maybe they won the the championship. Well, they're it's sitting there. They're it's they're, they're the, mugging for the cameras. They you know they're let them be happy. And, they were thirteen and one this year. As it turned out, they played two decent teams in September. They just weren't ranked. Florida. Okay, so they didn't win the championship. No, they that's just a acted no. Like they won the championship. Didn't even win the conference championship. Remember they Whoa! they lost last game to Ohio Whoa! State yes. in September. They did beat Florida Atlantic and Northwestern. 
and then cruise through the conference schedule. It was not a difficult conference schedule. Lost to Ohio State in the finale, as yeah. mentioned. Did beat Miami in Miami tonight, so they finished 13-1. I'll and give one. them credit. They could have rolled over once they got the loss and once they found out they weren't going to mm-hmm. be in the playoff. They could have rolled over and said, forget this, you know. Alex Hornibrook with three touchdown passes in the second quarter and then threw a fourth late in the game. So 34-24, the final over the Hurricanes. The non-conference schedule sometimes isn't much, and uh, their non-conference for the Badgers next year is uh, Western Kentucky, New Mexico, and BYU in the early uh, weeks. Ouch. How do they do that? How do they do, I don't know. <laughs> now, there is, I have read, they they do have a, uh, a series with Notre Dame coming up starting in 2020, and what they're going to do, instead of playing at Wisconsin, at Notre Dame, they're going to play first at Lambeau Field, Green Bay, oh. and then the next year at Soldier Field in Chicago. I like that. That's that is good. good. Yes. So that's still three years away, but that's going to be Wisconsin against the Irish, assuming the Irish keep the game after the way they're talking to them. Uh, they have to keep that. I of mean, course that, that's a great would, recruiting yes. ground for them, Chicago and, and all that. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl went to Penn State, which led Washington 28-7 in the yeah. second quarter, eventually 35-28 the final. This was a battle of 10-2 and two teams. Saquon Barkley, 18 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns, including a 92-yard run. He still says he is not saying about whether he's going pro now. There was a bowl game. Why, in, though? Uh, if you've made up your mind, why Why aren't you saying yeah, I don't I, understand. I, I, I suppose announce tomorrow instead of on game day, but everybody is assuming, okay, this is like the running back in the draft maybe coming up, so we're waiting for a yes, but it didn't come today. There was a bowl game in Jacksonville. Mississippi State came back to beat Louisville 31-27. You know, Lamar Jackson, speaking of possible top five quarterbacks yeah. on the list for the NFL draft, Jackson won the Heisman a year ago. Three total touchdowns, but four interceptions today. Yeah. He did rush for 158 yards. I still like him, though. You know, I, I have him... Uh, I don't have him right up there with Allen and Darnold and Baker Mayfield, but he'd probably be my fourth quarterback. Yeah. I still think he could be a, a late first. Some of the only kid not going to be in the first round. I don't know the way quarterbacks well, are at a premium. What we don't know is if they're going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. But you're right. I have seen, seen him among the five best quarterbacks for those we assume are going to be in the draft in April. The other bowl game, the Liberty Bowl, is in Memphis every year. That's the home field of 20th-ranked Memphis. Memphis was in the Liberty Bowl this year. And lost 21 to 20 to Iowa State. That's who won the championship today, Iowa State. Did you see them <laughs> celebrating? Oh, my goodness. I know. Man. I, they won at, at Memphis. In Memphis, let him be happy. Cyclones oh, I, defense. Did you see the sacks. interview at the end of the game? I probably was the only one that was listening to the interview at the end I of the game. I was not watching the Iowa State interview at the end of the game. The, no. I think the kid almost dropped an F bomb. I want you to know that. Yeah, he was that happy and. Uh, yeah. Of sound mind, shall we say. Yeah. There you go. You know, Memphis drove across midfield to the 40 with about two minutes left, down by one, and then threw four straight incompletions. And he was crying. The game. They were, I forget who they were talking to. The guy was crying, you know. The Iowa State winners? Yeah. The, the Iowa State kid was crying because they won. He was Good. a senior. so Congratulations to them. This is the greatness. Why we shouldn't do away, maybe pare down the moles, but not do away with all the bulls. Again, let me just throw, let me throw out something for you because it looks like uh, the Colts are parting ways now with Chuck Pagano. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that story. Yeah, Bears, so, we assume, will say goodbye to John Fox. And, and, and are you serious? John Gruden again? I I hope he well, gets a job. This is just the background. so I can say how he's overrated. The ESPN report is that an ESPN reploy, uh, employee, John Gruden, is is uh, let's say the Raiders are being prepare are preparing an offer for Gruden. 
Gruden that includes an ownership stake in the franchise. This is a cash-poor franchise. Remember, the Raiders don't have the yeah. money to build their own stadium. So what do they have to offer? A, a, what are they going to give part the of the casino? team? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, update on UFC 219 on pay-per-view from Vegas tonight. Just two two matches left in the card. The finale will be Holly Holm against champion Chris Cyborg for the women's featherweight title. So two matches to go on the card. Appreciate it to Sager. One hour in the books. Power hour coming up next. We'll come back. Reset Vegas Runner going to join us at about uh, 20 past the hour. We'll see which way the pros are going, which way the Joes are going, or which way the lines are moving. You'll get my picks coming up. Busy hour two coming up uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Oh, we're about 20 minutes away from Vegas runners stopping on by. Live from where else? Las Vegas. Which way these lines are moving? Which way the pros are going? Which way the Joes are going? Seven games in the morning, nine in the afternoon. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'll talk about Monday Night Football. we got a lot of college football to get to. You'll get my picks. I want to talk about the freak, the Greek freak. Thank you. I got to say that slowly. Uh, and that play that happened against Oklahoma City. I want to talk a little bit more about Notre Dame. So if you want to be part of the show, Stinkin' Genius one S T I N K I N Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Bad job by me. I've got to pick that up. Uh, getting a lot of tweets tonight. Or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Let me start with this real quick. You've heard of the rumors, if you have not. Uh, the rumor is John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders now may be parting together, and he may be the next head coach there. I I don't know how this is possible. As you heard the Sager said last hour, it's not like the Raiders have got cash all over the place. Plus, they're pretty much a lame duck up there in Oakland. Uh, it's, it's uh, what, two years away from Las Vegas. So, uh, really, is this the best move to bring in somebody like John Gruden to? Is John Gruden really the best available coach. The guy hasn't coached in, what, like eight years or something like that. Three, I'm so tired of the rumors every time there's an opening that John Gruden gets linked to the opening. And he even goes on TV and radio and and loves hearing his name out there and loves hearing the rumors, never puts a, a, you know, a, a, an end to the rumors saying, no, I don't want that job. Let's everybody speculate. Loves to hear it. The guy's got a massive ego. I hope he gets the job so I don't have to hear him rumored anymore, anyplace, and want to see him do a good job. I want to see how good he's going to be. I want to be here from you guys. John Gruden, you think this guy still got it? Has he been away from the game too long? Does he really want to coach again, or does he got it too cush? You know, doing a TV job. And four, can the Raiders really pay him that type of money? I, you guys tell me, especially if you're a Raider fan, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, a G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Do you really believe this, or is this just another rumor? And by the way, I don't give credit to anybody that breaks a Gruden story because they've been saying this for like a million years. So you get no credit for being the first to break this. Everybody's been saying that he's going to come back here, come back there, do this, do that. Jeez, if I had a nickel every time somebody uh, had him go to coach somewhere else, I'd be a millionaire now for crying out loud. So do you believe that's a good fit? Do you believe it's going to be a fit? Do you think he's still got it? Do you think he still wants to coach? 
Or is this just all a bunch of nonsense out there? Has he been away from the game too long? Which I I really think that's what's going on here. Also, you heard about Chuck Pagano. He's going to be out at Indianapolis, it looks like, according to the reports. No really surprise there. But I want to tell you this about Andrew Luck. This whole thing about his shoulder, his arm, whatever the hell is it, because you never know. It's so secretive. What's going on? The guy misses the whole year. I don't think that Andrew Luck is going to be half the quarterback that you people think he is out there, that he's the savior, he's the next Peyton Manning, he's the next this, that, and the other. He was going to save the franchise. He was just another average to good quarterback. That's it. And the fact that he's been out all year long and nobody even really knows what the hell is going on. How hurt is he? Where did he go to rehab? I mean, it's all being very secretive, very quiet about what's happening out there. Let me tell you something. Andrew Luck is not coming back and leading any team to the Super Bowl. And when I mean any team, I mean the Colts. He's not coming back and leading the Colts to the Super Bowl. I don't care how much they turn that franchise on its ear. They're not going to the Super Bowl with somebody like Andrew Luck. You tell me if I'm just wrong and I'm being bitter and I'm kicking somebody while they're down and because he missed the entire year. Maybe that's why I'm in this mood. So uh, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. And I even said this yesterday, too. I was wondering if the Cowboys were going to go ahead and make a move. And I know they've had a pretty good last two years before this year when they've had some injuries. But enough is enough with Jason Garrett. I think he's like, uh, what, 13, 14 games over 500 in his eight years? And for the most part, that's because of their great year they had, uh, what was it, last year. Otherwise, he's pretty much a 500 coach. I know that Jerry loves him. And really, with all the openings in football right now, probably not, uh, probably is not a good time to let Jesse, Jason Garrett go. But I've got to think he's going to be number one on the hot seat after next year if he doesn't get it done. I mean, is Dak Prescott really as great as we thought he was, or is he a one-hit wonder? And I've said this before, like the Go-Go's, even though Chris Pike tells me they're not a one-hit wonder. Is Dak Prescott going to be a one-year wonder? Oh, we all had him in the, oh, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. What an egg he laid this year. And yes, I don't care if Ezekiel Elliott missed six games and if the offensive line had injuries. Everybody has injuries. Everybody had injuries to the defense and the offense. I don't want to hear that baloney. Dak Prescott did not have a good year. I'm dying to see how he's going to go ahead and bounce back. I also started to show off with this. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They're sitting everybody tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, it's so tough to remember what day it is. They decided Big Ben's not going to play. Bell's not going to play. And where else are they going to sit? And my only problem with this is they're tied with the Patriots. Could you imagine if the Patriots end up losing to the Jets and Pittsburgh had a chance to be the number one seed and they lost to the 0-15 Cleveland Browns because they sat all their players? How stupid would you look? And I was talking to Mike Myers uh, and everybody before the show, my producer. Mike, you think there's no way in heck that something like that's going to happen, right? You say there's 0% chance that Pittsburgh uh, goes ahead, loses to Cleveland, and the Patriots lose to the Jets also, right? Yeah, zero chance. Yeah, zero chance. Like the the Steelers, I know it's sending a bad message, but there's no way that the Patriots are going to lose at home to the Jets. 
So you would bet your life on that game? I'm not a betting man, but I'd feel pretty comfortable in doing that, yes. So you would bet every penny you had in your bank account on the Patriots, forget the line, because that's it's a big spread. Oh, that's a, that's a huge number. You do, you do know where he works, so that's not a lot of pennies, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I don't know how you, you know, the, this is the NFL. You never know when, I mean, the Jets are, yeah, great, granted, they're not the best team out there, but they've got a good defense. Who knows when they just go to step up, have a good game, and maybe pull off an upset. 15 and a half point underdogs. That's not the biggest underdog ever out there. It was to say they don't win a game. I mean, Brady's played subpar games the last three, four weeks now. Who's to say the Jets don't step up? I am praying so hard that the Jets beat the Patriots. And then I want to see what the Pittsburgh fans are going to say them, especially if Pittsburgh loses to Cleveland. Because, like I said, Pittsburgh lost to the Patriots in Pittsburgh. They have a 0% chance. Zero percent chance of beating the Patriots uh, in Foxborough. So uh, no Super Bowl for you. All right, I'm getting a bunch of tweets. I got to get to that. Uh, then we go to John. Explain to me how either coach in Ohio keeps her job. One has won one game in two years, and the other hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years. So yeah, um, I got to tell you the Marv Lewis thing. Every year, I'm like, really, I'm, I'm a little shocked on that. That that does surprise me. I I don't know why it, it it's like that. To be honest with you, so uh, I'm I'm kind of curious about that. As to yeah, the Cleveland Browns. Let's be honest. Okay, one more year for you, Jackson. I have to give him one more year. I'm going to get him a quarterback for next year. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and see what I can do. And I'm going to give him one more year. Two years is not enough to turn around the Cleveland Browns and be in, what, 1-15, and and this year it could be 0-16. I know that's horrible. But let's be honest. You're going to put it all on him. One more year. You've got to see some growth. I'm even only talking about maybe three, four wins and being competitive and maybe another three, four games that you could have won there at the end. Uh, a, A chance to maybe win seven or eight games. And take it from there. Let's see who's the quarterback you're going to take. Are you going to take Darnold? Are you going to take Josh Rosen? You know, who, who's it going to be there? That, that's why I'm going to give you Jackson one more year. But, but let's be honest. You know, you're going to get a rookie quarterback in. and They're not going to come in and just tear it up. They're not just going to go ahead and tear it up or anything like that. All right, I want to go to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, the running back for Wisconsin. It's Jonathan Taylor. How you doing, Jonathan? How you doing? Good, my friend. First of all, congratulations. Uh, that was a good victory for you. It was hard fought. Miami was a tough opponent tonight. Yeah, it definitely was. And, you know, we knew they were going to come out swinging. You know, coming off that loss and uh, us coming off the loss as well, we knew that you know, we had to give them our best shot. How did you get pumped up for the game? Because you guys could have easily rolled over after you guys were not picked to be in the four-team playoff. How tough was that to get back up for this? Um, it definitely was tough. But, you know, once we found out we were playing Miami, you know, we knew that, you know, we couldn't have any, you know, errors coming into this game because they're a great team. You know, they're going explo- to exploit, you know, any errors that we have. How long was the disappointment to go away uh, when you found out you weren't in the four-team playoff? Uh, you know, it was, it was very disappointing, but, you know, we knew that we had to come back and we had to, you know, just execute. Give, give a little credit to Alex Hornibrook. He was phenomenal. Four touchdowns, uh, 260 yards passing. He was just great for you guys. He definitely was. You know, when he's on, he's hot. You know, we're very grateful that we have him. 
Yeah, no, he he was great out there. Look, I want to congratulate you for the win. That was fantastic. Uh, good, fought, uh, hard-fought win against Miami. Best of luck for next year, and uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go, Jonathan Taylor, 26 carries, 130 yards. Wisconsin wins it uh, 34-24 uh, in that game over Miami. And that, By the way, I did pick Wisconsin, and I do, I do give them credit. Uh, for that because, um, I mean, they could have easily rolled over. And I did want to ask about Adrian Peterson's uh, freshman rushing record that he did break. But, uh, man, you could tell, a little noisy out there, but it was a good victory for them. And it must have been tough, you know. One loss knocked them out of that 14 playoff. One loss. See, that's, that's why I had a problem with Alabama getting left out, too. You know, just you can't just say one loss. Well, that's it. You know, that's, it's like the Sam Darnold thing, right? One bad game or just one average game against Ohio State, not even that bad. Oh, that's it. That's it. He, uh, he can't play. He's, uh, this, that, and the other. Everybody likes to examine the, like, the worst game that a quarterback has and say, look what he did here. Look what he did there. The Pac-12, 1-8 and eight in bowl games. Obviously, they're overrated. No, you, you can't be like that. You, you can't do that. Uh, a couple of the tweets that are coming in. Sure, Arnie, maybe Gruden agrees to go to the Raiders. Maybe they get Steve Berline to re-sign his quarterback as well. Look, I, I don't make up these stories. I just pass them along as they come in. So, you know, the, you can hold on the sarcasm. But I, I kind of agree with you there, too. Uh, Sean says, Gruden was a mediocre coach, and any NFL or high-profile college would be foolish to hire him as head coach. It, it's not a college. It, it's the, it's, this is the big boys. This is the, this is the Oakland Raiders. I, again, I don't think there's much to the rumor, but I have to at least pass it along to you guys. Uh, Matt says, Arnie, you can't put it all on Dak. How about discussing the boring, predictable play calling uh, week in and week out? Fire every coach except Marinelli, and let's make America's team great again. Uh, it's going to take more than that. I, I, I think you said you want Jason Garrett gone, so uh, I'm kind of curious if, uh, if you think he should be on his way out. There's a lot of people that think he should be uh, coming back for another year. All right, speaking about coming back, let's come back, talk to Vegas runner live from where else? Las Vegas. Let's see what he's got for us, which way the lines are moving, which way the pros are going, which way the Joes are going. All that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does it mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. I don't know why you guys say I shoot like Lonzo Ball. I got a better shot than Lonzo. I want you to know that. All right, uh, we go to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. And joining us now, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. New Year's weekend in Las Vegas. UFC 219, Week 17 of the NFL. Bowl games, it doesn't get better than that. So a lot going on. And rest assured, books are going to do just fine. In fact, they put out their numbers, and it was their 52nd winning month in a row. Wow. Um, yeah, October, November was. I think they just did the October reporting or November. Regardless, 52 straight winning months. Um, that, that they turned in, so don't feel too bad for them. But with that said, week 17 of the NFL is the one-week bookmakers. Just If they could take a week off, this would be the week. I mean, it's just a, a really tough job um, now, for them. I was going to say, uh, the, uh, the late game on the East Coast, 8.45, 9 o'clock start, that's not going to affect the money coming in for that last uh, January 1st playoff game, is it? 
No, 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 no. I mean, they're going to have so much action between <laughs> now and then. It, it, like every game individually, Arnie. You got to remember, this time of year, people are off also. So, I mean, there is an influx of betting action right. that, that bookmakers are dealing with. Now, is, is the amount of action that's going to come in, is, are we at 50% yet, 75% yet, or not really anything? For, for the playoff games? Yeah, for the playoff games. No, 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 no. I mean, not, no, not even at 50%. I mean, the majority gets bet 24 hours leading up to the game. Wow. In fact, a, a couple hours before, you know, uh, most wait. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, a lot of betting syndicates get down early. A lot of sharps look to get down early, especially if, if lines are around key numbers or if they believe uh, the market's going to move in a particular way. You want to get down early. Even a lot of recreational bettors may do that. But the majority, you got to remember, most casual bettors, Arnie, they're not going to tie up their bankroll. I mean, they're, they're not like... Like the, the betting syndicates, the wise guys, who for them it's about the process. They don't care about winning the bet. It's about getting value. And long-term, they have the bankroll to overcome any negative stretch. But for most casual bettors, that's not the case. So they can't tie up their bankroll days, weeks ahead. Right. So most wait until that day to see, are they up for the week? Are they down for the week? Are they up for the day? You know, and it just that, that's the, the negative that and puts them behind the eight ball. All right, let's talk about some of the games. Let me go to this one. Big change in this one. Pittsburgh was a 14-point favorite, now 6.5, obviously, sitting Roethlisberger, sitting Bell and whoever out there. Uh, what do you do in something like this? Do you still say Pittsburgh's good enough to still win this league? Because they've got to still win the game just in case the Patriots lose. Arnie, listen, I don't know if it's advanced analytics, and I always say them guys are able to grind out a profit, the guys that are really good, but the guys that use that with gathering information and instinct were the ones that do the best and that I've seen in my long career of dealing with a lot of betters that make a lot of money. And the one thing about Cleveland is I don't know what the analytics say because the, the, the sharp betters have been betting them week in and week out and getting crushed. And right. the public's been get, betting against them and killing it. And here we are again with money coming in on Cleveland. The only thing that saved the books is the fact that um, in week 17, there's only half limit. So even though this line looked like it went from 14.5 down to 6.5, from 14.5 down to whatever, they were only taking half limit bets. So they weren't in the limit bets where they take during the regular season to get those kind of adjustments. So it's kind of like in half of what it really is as far as money that was bet to right. move the line that much. You know, and for me, I gave up on Cleveland weeks ago, Arnie. <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet them with found money. I, like I said, you, you could find somebody on the street and, and hand it to them, and, and it's going to go to better use than betting it on Cleveland. Are you surprised that Pittsburgh's resting their players when they still have a chance to have the best record if the Patriots lose to the Jets? No, I mean, listen, they're realists now. you got to prepare. The, the New England's 16-point favorites. They're playing at home. They're playing the New York Jets. Probability-wise, they're going to win that game. So, I mean, you, you, I think Pittsburgh's doing the smart thing by saying we're playing the percentages. This is what should happen, and so let's rest our guys. And if the Jets happen to upset them, it's a bonus. So what? Well, hopefully we go out there and win. You know, what are you going to do? Maybe they'll scoreboard watch. Who knows? But, yeah, that's up to the coach. But I think they're doing the right thing. All right, so let's get to Dallas and Philadelphia. 
Eagles a three-point dog at home. How about that? Never thought I would see that. Look, D- Dallas has really nothing to play for there, so I'm I'm surprised people haven't been jumping on Philadelphia no matter who they've got playing. Yeah, here's what happened with this game, and I'm going to tell you, surprisingly, like I always do before I come on, I check into the accounts to see what the, the betting groups are betting. Right. And this week, there's so much. I was so surprised. They, they, they bet like 11 sides and four totals already. But <laughs> what I think is a lot of it is just getting out ahead of the market, setting up middles, and we won't know until tomorrow which are real moves. But this game I can tell you for certainty because I've seen in different accounts the exact same group take um, both sides, meaning they have Dallas plus one and Dallas at a pick and now they have Philadelphia plus three. So they, they just wow. bet that game the middle it. I mean, you know, the, the, now there's some that probably just have one side or the other. But the, the, the group that got down first, because to get those numbers, you were the first to get down. Um, they, they got both of those numbers. I mean, they, they got both sides of that game. And you're going to see a lot of that with, with this week of the NFL. And you can't blame them, especially when you're getting, you know, around key numbers and you're seeing five, six, seven point middles. You got to shoot for them. What's the story with San Francisco and the Rams? Rams opened up as a seven-point favorite. Now San Francisco's a four-point favorite. Everybody on the Jimmy Garoppolo bandwagon here. Uh, Rams have nothing to play for, so I, well, geez, this is a kind of a crazy game. Yeah, they can't improve their seeding. They, they have nothing to play for. They may rest players. And listen, I wouldn't fade San Francisco right now. That train's left the station. And in the account, I can tweet uh, yeah, a picture. They, uh, the, the, the group that, that bet San Francisco first got San Francisco plus four. You know, So right now, they have to let my, lay minus four. And yet, they have not taken the Rams plus four. So they feel comfortable with their San Francisco side. And I can't blame them. Um, listen, since Garoppolo's come on the scene, I mean, this San Francisco team's come alive. And they finally have a quarterback. They, they haven't just improved straight up and against the spread. It's actually, you know, they've actually gotten it done um, on the field. Look at the numbers. They've improved by about 10 points a game offensively. You do that, you win football games. And now you have a team that's actually playing for something in Week 17, and that's to win another football game and stay undefeated with Garoppolo. So I think you have a a motivated San Francisco team against a Rams team that just is waiting for, you know, the playoffs. I wouldn't take the Rams even as home dogs. I couldn't fault you for betting them, but, you know, I I like the guys that bet the San Francisco side. I like it better at plus four, but, you know, I wouldn't take uh, the Rams right now. All right, who are you sleeping on, Vegas runner? Any game, particular game that's really moving the needle or what? Yeah, you know, there's a, a, a couple big games tomorrow, Arnie. And, and here's the only problem you got to remember, that, that the lines are going to move significantly between now and tomorrow, and especially with so many games late. Depending on what happens early, you're going to see a lot of, of movement on the late games. So, you know, things, games that you may like right now, you're not going to get that number uh, a lot of times come tomorrow. A play that I like um, that I got down on was the Cincinnati side over Baltimore, catching double digits. I get it. Cincinnati's eliminated. Baltimore currently in the fifth seed. They clinched the playoffs with a win. Right. And if they lose, a lot that could happen. But with that said, that's already factored into the price. And I think this line's just a little bit too high. I know Cincinnati's looked really bad, but this is a low total of 40. It should be a low scoring game. It's pretty hard to cover double digits. I think Cincinnati divisional game live dog there. Any good props out there or no? Nothing yet. Make a little too open. early. A little too early. I want to see once we, we see the official playoff seedings, and then you'll see some props come out for, for the postseason. 
All right, Vegas runner, you can check him out at thebigmoves.com. That's thebigmoves.com. Or you can tweet him at Greek underscore gambler. That's Greek underscore gambler. Oh, it's it's like uh, it's like your birthday. It's Christmas for you this weekend uh, starting tomorrow. Enjoy. Have a great weekend. Best of luck. And we'll speak to you next week, buddy. Thanks for having me. Have a happy and safe new year and uh, enjoy the games. You too. Have a great 2018. Vegas runner live from where else? Las Vegas. So, man, I, I got to tell you, I lived out there for a year. must have taken 10 years off my life. I, and I was young then, too. I had a mustache and a ponytail, young, single, liked to mingle. Woo! What a great time that was. You know what I'm saying there, DeSager? I mean, it was... You? No. Come on. Young and single and a mustache and a ponytail. You and- were young once? Stop it! We've all heard this voice for years. We just assume you've never been young. Uh, life was great <laughs> living in Vegas. If you're single, you want to live in Las Vegas, my friend. Well, That's in Las sure. Vegas right now on pay-per-view, they have the finale of the UFC 219 card about to begin. Fighter introductions right now for the women's featherweight title. The champ, Chris Cyborg, will be going up against Holly Holm. And by the way, in a couple weeks, FS1 will have a UFC fight night on a Sunday night from St. Louis in mid-January. And Paige Van Zandt will be involved in that. And Serena Williams lost her first match since returning from maternity leave today. She lost in a tiebreaker against French Open champ Yelena Ostapenko. College football wins for Wisconsin and Penn State were brought to you by TrueCar. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Big Ten is 7 0 this bowl season. Uh, Wisconsin won the Orange Bowl at geez. Miami against the Miami Hurricanes 34 24. Wisconsin owned time of possession 40 minutes out of the 60. Alex Hornibrook with four touchdown passes. The Fiesta Bowl winner was Penn State up on Washington 28 7 in the second quarter. The Nittany Lions held on. 35 to 28. What was their third down stat at one point? They were like uh, Penn State. Yeah, they finished yeah. 13 of 17 on third down conversions. They were at one point they were 12 of 12. Uh, like seven of them came for first downs. They were just crushing it. Yeah, compare that to the Washington. I know Washington wound up with a few touchdowns in this game, but Washington had 12 drives today, only 14 first downs total. <sighs> Earlier bowl wins for Mississippi State and Iowa State. In the NBA, Steph Curry is back from his sprained ankle. He had missed 11 games. Oh, boy, was right. This was something to see. Granted, they're playing Memphis, the worst team in the West, a team that's 11-25 and 25 now. But Golden State beat them 141-128, to 128, and Curry had 38 points in only 26 minutes of work. Where's the defense? Uh, yeah, either side. In three-point range, he was 10-for-13. Ankle breaker against Marc Gasol at one point. Utah's Donovan Mitchell with another good game, 29 points, and the Jazz beat Cleveland 104-101. Cavs have lost four of their last. Five. How about my Knicks? And the New York Knicks ended a four-game losing streak with a 105-103 win at New Orleans. Anthony Davis had 31 points, but from three-point range, he was 0 for 4, including missing the final shot. Kristaps Porzingis had 30 wins for Detroit and Miami for Atlanta and Philadelphia. And the three upsets in the top five of college basketball, number one Villanova lost at Butler again, 101-93. 
Number three, Arizona State was also undefeated but lost at 17th ranked Arizona, yeah. 84-78. Say that again. DeAndre Ayton of the Wildcats, 23 points, 19 rebounds. And number five, Texas A&M lost 79-57 at Alabama. 19th ranked Tennessee lost in overtime at Arkansas, 95-93. Among the NHL games, home wins for Washington, St. Louis, and Nashville. Who's going to take a week off first, me or DeSager? DeSager for the Lakers uh, championship parade <laughs> or me for the Knicks championship parade? Who yeah. gets that first? Wow, I don't know if either of us should be betting on those parades coming yeah. anytime I bet soon. you mine comes first before yours, my friend. I promise you that. Uh, I I would, I would, I'm tempted to bet you on that, but of course yeah. it'll be 20 years before either of us can pay no, off. No, no, so. another year. <laughs> not the way with the, the way the Knicks You're are looking. Confident, another year. Confident like Mark Willard with his 49ers. Within five yeah. years, they're going to win a Super Bowl. He says. Uh, I, I may take him next year. And well, I hate what? to agree with what are you Willard, talking about? I, I may take him next year to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers next year to win the did Super I, Bowl? Did I stutter? Yes, I thought did you I, did. Did I stutter? Oh, because Jimmy Garoppolo has looked so bad, right? And because a quarterback play in the NFL means nothing, right? Uh, he's looked me? great. It's been sensational. And it's been like three or four whole games. I got him in the Hall of Fame already. He's going to probably have to win more than that in the postseason next year. He's got four now. Do you know what it is to win four games with San Francisco when they had one win? Oh, That's I like agree. winning a Super Bowl. I agree. Right? The first yeah. start he had, they moved the ball up and down the field like they hadn't all year. I agree. It's been night and day. But and he's the best-looking guy in the NFL. They better look at the top rating, Oh, well, too. give him a ring, then. My, my goodness, give him a I ring. I mean, he could make a gazillion dollars. Why I do mean, they even the play the games? Jeez. Tom Brady's cute. That's what Arnie says. Give him a ring. Give him a ring. Jimmy G, sure. <laughs> Give him a ring. <laughs> Good looking. Good oh, quarterback. The Sager wins. The Sager I'm, wins. I'm telling you, I want to bet that San Francisco wins a Super Bowl next year. That's, that's who I'm going to take Please don't out. do that. Well, don't talk to Rob feelings. Parker because he's already got the bet against the five-year plan of Mark. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I'm he, sure you yeah. could get some... Uh, Maybe not $200, but some sort of action there. Yeah, all right. Thanks a lot, DeSager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm liking San Francisco already next year. I'm, I know I'm the kiss of death, but I like them. Real quick, since we're talking about football, I don't know if you guys saw that the Monday Night Football ratings. I saw this on uh, Clay Travis's Twitter account where I believe they've lost like 35% of the audience since 20, 2010 or was it actually five, uh, 35% of the audience within the last five years of the ratings of, of Monday Night Football. Um and not to say uh, start picking on companies and stuff like that. I think it's really come to the point, and the reason I bring this up is because look at the games tomorrow. I believe you have seven games in the 1 o'clock Eastern slot and then nine games in the afternoon slot, no Sunday night, no Monday night. I think it's come to the point now where we really have got to really think about getting rid of the Thursday night football, get rid of the Sunday night football, And I think we're to the point now that people do not want Monday night football anymore. And the reason is, and I know the ratings are down, and I'm not going to say it's because of protest, because of the, you know, the the, the anthem and stuff like that. Maybe that has a little bit to do with it. I think nowadays, because people are so busy and you've got so much with social media and people are watching the games or getting the score of games another way, and Mondays are so busy because... You know, you got the game starting at 8.20, 8.25 Eastern. That's 5.25 on the West Coast. You're not getting through traffic in Los Angeles or San Francisco 
right around that time. You're lucky if you're owned by 7, 730. You're missing out on some big cities out there. There's no good time to have Monday night football. You can't move it later because then all of a sudden it's going to be 930. 925 on the East Coast. Remember when we used to have it at 9 o'clock and people would complain about that? It's the time plus people just don't have enough hours in the day on a Monday to watch Monday night football anymore. They're willing to give up their Sundays. And I don't even know if they're going to stay for eight hours anymore. The days of men watching football of eight to ten hours, I think those days are gone, especially because it's so easy to take your phone with you and watch it on your phone or your tablet and getting the scores that you want instantly and, you know, getting your fantasy football updated instantly. You don't have to be at home to watch all the games. And let's be honest, who doesn't watch the Red Zone channel? I don't even watch one game anymore unless it's a game that I really, really want to see and it. Maybe it's the afternoon game and there's not a lot of other games that I'm interested in. Then I'll put on that one game. But for the most part, let's say like tomorrow, I'm on the Red Zone channel all day, morning, afternoon, and all day because that that's it for me. I've got to keep up with all the games. I don't have time to just zero in on one game out there. So I'm thinking the days of Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and now Monday night football have really come to an end. You know, and it, you remember the days it used to draw Howard Cosell, Dandy Don. You know, and turn out the lights, the party's over, you know, and all that stuff. And it was an iconic show. But, you know, as we know nowadays, even iconic shows, you know, even American Idol has run its course. Even the best TV shows run their course. I think Monday Night Football has run their course, has run the course on Mondays. I think people... Uh, want their football on Sundays. I, I think, the, and especially in the afternoons, because we only get like three, four games. And some of those could be really dogs. You've seen the schedule this year. Some of them are really dogs out there. And maybe people passed on the afternoon game. If you're on the West Coast, you're watching the morning games at 10. You could be done by 1 o'clock. You could hit the, you know, hit the streets, the beach, whatever, and still enjoy your Sundays out there. So I'll be curious to see if they're going to make any changes to Monday Night Football. Ernie tweets today, Ernie, back in the 70s, were you in Vegas and you had that mustache and the man bun? Did you also have an earring? No, I, I never did the earring. I, I, yeah, never, because you must have been a whale and a lady killer. Uh, no, you I, had your I never. belly button pierced, didn't you? Wow, no, I didn't have the belly button pierced. I, I didn't have the earring. I did have the mustache. Didn't have the man bun. Don't you have uh, a but, tattoo on your lower back? No, no tattoo, but when I mean by like a, uh, you know, a ponytail, it was more like a, you know, one of the, back in the uh, 80s, it was more popular, like a little rat tail, you know what I'm talking about, Bobo, you know what I'm you saying? Mean a not like tail? a Yeah, not like a full ponytail, but just like a, a little thing you wrap up in a rubber band, you know what I'm saying there? No, you know I don't, I was never a part of that craze. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You forget for me to... you're like 50 years older than I am. So wow, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I don't think you. It's, I'm not doing a good job. It's not like the full ponytail. It's just like a little. You're, you're talking about it's um it's almost like a it's like you said like a rat tail. It's like yeah, a yeah, half a little uh, something like that. It's yeah. like it's not as long and you kept it, was, it a, a exactly. certain length. Yeah, I know it was what you're talking about. Very popular back then. See, for us in, in my growing up in my era, we had ducktails. Ducktails was a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. which is just no, like mine, a a yeah. strand of hair that you yeah. let grow. Well, you either had mallets or uh, or you, you did the the little. Uh, did you say mallets? 
Uh, you mean mullet? Mullets, excuse me, mallets. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking of Ben Maller there oh, for a second. Oh, you're thinking of your best yeah. friend and a Maller yeah, militia. Yeah, of Ben, ben Maller. Oh, by the way, I was crying real quick. I was crying when they wanted me to fill in for Ben Maller and the Maller militia. I just, I just started crying on the phone. I said, please don't. Don't, don't, don't let me do that. I'm, please, don't let me fill in for the Maller militia. I'm sorry about that. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was in tears. Uh, they said, fine, fine, fill in for uh, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. All right, uh, we're going to come back. I got to get my picks out there, and I want to talk Maller. about— Yeah, okay, easy on that. And the Greek freak, Giannis, I got to talk about that play because the NBA says they've got to fix it, and I don't know why— uh, it wasn't fixed even before this. So we'll get to that as we wrap it up. Uh, coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico or go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more in car insurance. Coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, my buddies R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield. If you're a Vegas guy or even if you're not, it is a great listen you're going to want to check it out. Coming up top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, give you a Vegas perspective uh, on how they look at the games uh, in the NFL and, of course, all the bowl games. By the way, I'm 3-0 in my picks. I gave you clowns uh, Ohio State, a minus 7.5, which was a winner. I gave you Penn State, minus 2, which was a winner. I gave you Wisconsin, minus 4.5, which was a winner. So uh, let that marinate for a little bit, okay? Let that resonate with you guys for a while because you guys like to call me the kiss of death. You like to, yo, you don't know how to pick or anything. I'm red hot now. I'm red hot. Bobo, give me some music. Put me in the mood. I'm 3-0, and and I got four more games to give you. And we start with South Carolina, Michigan. You know Harbaugh likes to run it up when he can run it up. And guess what? He gets to run it up. Give me Michigan minus the eight against South Carolina. LSU taking on Notre Dame. Of course, that game on the first. Just the line alone suggesting that Vegas is begging you to take Notre Dame plus the three. Well, don't beg me too much. I'm going to take it. Give me the Irish plus the three against LSU. I think uh, Notre Dame wins this game. Love Oklahoma plus the two against Georgia. I got Oklahoma winning. 34-31 against Georgia, so it's going to be a close game. And I love, love Alabama minus three against Clemson. I got Alabama winning 37-16. So a three-touchdown victory. Alabama over Clemson. Let me get to some picks in the NFL. And I'm going to start with this one. Buffalo minus two and a half against Miami. Miami has absolutely nothing to play for. Bills still have a shot at making the playoffs. You got to lay two and a half with Buffalo. Miami's pretty much rolled over. Give me Buffalo minus the two and a half. You know I want the Jets to win so bad just to face Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a close game. New England obviously wants to win this game to make sure they have the number one seed. And they will win the game. Probably. That's what you guys keep telling me. But I'm going to take the Jets plus the 15 and a half. I don't think it's a laugher quite like you guys think it is out there. All right, so there you go. There you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please, please, please remember now, they are strictly 
for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, I'm not uh, not too crazy about a lot in the NFL. A lot of them, a few of them scare me, obviously, with people uh, sitting and stuff. I'm not sure which way to go on that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. Pittsburgh sitting everybody. And, of course, Cleveland just wants to get a win for crying out loud. So uh, there you have my picks. I want to talk about Giannis real quick, the Greek freak. If you didn't see the game against Oak, okay, you can kill the music now. Would you please, Bobo? <laughs> he took the ball. The, the game was tied with about three, four seconds left. Took it along the baseline, squeezed in, slam dunked it over Westbrook, and got the two-point victory. The only problem with that play was that he stepped on the baseline and the play should have been ruled no good. It should have been ruled that he stepped out of bounds and the ball should have been given to Oklahoma City. The only problem there is it wasn't reviewable because there wasn't a stoppage of play right after the basket. So they weren't able to look at it. Um, First of all, the ball was stopped after the bucket, so I'm not sure why. You could have taken a quick look at it to make sure he didn't step on the uh, on the baseline there. I think we have to come up with something because that's probably one of the easiest things to look at, whether a shot was taken before the clock ran out or if somebody stepped out of bounds or didn't step out of bounds. I hate to see the end of a game being decided like that, and the people in Oklahoma City were going ballistic. They were booing and going crazy after the game, and i got to tell you, I don't think I can blame them. I'd be upset about that one also. I'd be a little bit upset about that one too. So the NBA better fix that and fix that now. They said they're already going to take a look at it. So I don't know if they're going to come up with challenges or what, but they better take a look at it. Real quick, Joe tweets me, Do not root for my Niners. You are the true kiss of death. You know what? I'm going to hit the like button anyway on that, that you're insulting me, and I'm going to retweet that. All right, thanks to the guys. i got to wrap things up. I feel like doing another couple of hours. Thanks to Bobo. Thanks to Mike Myers uh, for helping me out today, obviously. Thanks to DeSager uh, with all the updates. Also, Jonathan Taylor, who joined us uh, from Wisconsin. Pete Futek, Vegas runner, who always joins us. Coming up at the top of the hour, of course, uh, straight out of Vegas with my buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. I'm back tomorrow, special edition of the show, because Plank is going to be live in studio in Los Angeles with his Oklahoma Sooners out in Los Angeles as they get ready for their January 1st game, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun with me and Plank. All right, straight out of Vegas, coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.